The cabin depressurizes. Everybody starts screaming. The lights are flickering. The doors swing open. You see people getting sucked out of the plane. And then the last thought that you have is... You are now listening to the Alpha Buddha Podcast. This is your host, Sonny Savage. In this episode, we're going to be talking about marriage and should you get married? So, without further ado, let's get into it. Now, I understand, for a lot of you listening, this is a bit of a hot-button issue, and I totally get that you might find my views on this subject offensive if you are the more traditional religious type. But hear me out. Now, I was having an in-depth discussion with one of my female colleagues, who is also a streamer and online personality, I guess you could say. And she was telling me, she said, Sonny, 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 you must be such a sad, lonely man that you cannot consider seriously marriage. That you are, you must be scared and terrified of the idea of commitment. And I said, absolutely not. Uh, I know exactly what marriage is like and can be like, because I was married for 10 years, and actually rather freshly divorced. Then, of course, instead of listening to my position, would just double down and try to assassinate my character, as opposed to listening openly to my criticisms on what marriage is, as far as it being a legal contract, and having little to do with commitment, love, um, devotion, authenticity, integrity, all these things that we associate marriage with. You know, it's really interesting. The whole concept of marriage being a romantic agreement is actually rather new, all things considered. Uh, This has only been around maybe for like the past 300 years. It was considered to be a romantic arrangement. But actually it was very clear that the whole purpose of marriage was for the merging of two houses, for the merging of property and assets between two families. And usually it had little to do with love and affection. It had to do with lineage, property, and creating some type of bond between two financial entities. That was very clear. And it was also common practice for men to have mistresses. And for the most part, the wives were okay with it because they knew it was par for the course. So long as she was provided for and he didn't disgrace their family, didn't matter. And then something changed. It was twisted into this kind of romantic fairy tale. When it happened exactly is unclear. But we started associating marriage with true love. And I would, if I had to guess, it would probably have something to do with Queen Victoria. Because around that age, around that time period, is when marriage really, or the white dress, really started to become popular. Because back in those days, uh, people just got married in any old thing. And Queen Victoria, she had a white dress, and 
that was considered like the apex of luxury and being over the top because you can't wash a white dress. So it was clearly only to be a disposable dress. And the concept back in those days of having a disposable item of clothing was just ridiculous because you would wash and maintain the same item of clothing for years or decades, potentially. But the idea that you would spend a small fortune on getting a tailor-made dress and only to use it once and then have it discarded because you can't wash it, then people started to associate that idea with luxury and being well-to-do, being fancy. And then the whole fairy tale wedding concept started to emerge as people wanted to emulate what they saw from the aristocrats and royalty of that time. Now, fast forward into like the next 50 years after that. Women didn't really have uh, autonomy. Not really. And, you know, it was very, very much a man's world. And if a man ever left a woman, she was screwed. She had little to no options. The jobs that she could do is being a receptionist, uh, a secretary, or a nurse, if she had the training for it. But the whole concept of female equality was ridiculous back in the, the 50s. So it was very clear you know, just to be reasonable and to have fair laws that women needed to be taken care of if their husbands decided that they no longer wanted to continue with this marriage agreement. So then these laws started cropping up about, you know, how you have to pay for alimony, which is basically ex-wife support. And how you would have to split half of your estate with your ex-wife. And it was also assumed, because back in those times, men didn't raise the children. So it was assumed that the mother would raise the children. So the custody would be given over to the mother. Like, nine times out of ten. And then the world changed. But the laws stayed the same. Now we live in a day and age where women have just as many rights as a man does, just as many opportunities as a man does, at least on paper. But the laws have remained the same. She still has all of the protections from a bygone age with little to no downsides when it comes to marriage. And this is really tricky. You know, what I was trying to communicate to my female colleague, I said, look, me personally, I, I have nothing against the idea of marriage. I think it's a beautiful idea. I, I actually like the idea of making a solid commitment to the one that you love, making a solid commitment to a woman that you care about. And you say, I am yours, you are mine concept. That sounds great, but I personally do not like the idea of the government getting involved in my love life. Why should they? We should, as adults, be able to sort out our issues and problems amongst each other. 
And then she said, oh, well, that's a very nice excuse. I'm sure that you're just saying that, but good luck trying to convince your uh, girlfriend of that. No, I'm not entirely sure if I want a stable girlfriend anytime soon. I mean, if a really amazing girl comes my way, uh, yeah, maybe I'll consider it. But uh, I'm enjoying the lifestyle of The Bachelor. It, it has a lot of benefits. And somehow people think when you say bachelor, you mean lonely, with no company, no one to squeeze on. Uh, I'm not going to tell him myself, but uh, let's just say I'm good to go in that department. But I digress. So she was saying, oh, good, good luck trying to convince your uh, girlfriend of that idea, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, look, look. I'm I'm not trying to convince anybody of it. This is just where I stand on the matter. This is just my opinion on it. You know, I just don't want the government being involved in my love life. And she said, oh, well, then how are you going to get married then? Hmm? I said, well, I may get married someday. Again, you know, I tried that before. Didn't work out very well. Um, but if I do meet a very special lady that I feel it is appropriate to marry her. That marriage is definitely not coming without a prenup. And she's like, a prenup? What is that? And I said, oh, a prenup basically means my money is my money, your money is your money. And if we split, you're not touching my money, I'm not touching your money, and, you know, no harm, no foul. Right? I keep the house that I built, and you can go fuck off. Effectively, right? But it also goes both ways. Like, let's say she, you know, was financially more well-heeled than I. Uh, yeah, then I would be the one without a pot to piss in. But I feel like that's fair. Keep what you worked for. I mean, it sounds rational to me. And I don't think, you know, anybody who, if you were to argue to somebody, it's like, hey, uh, you just broke up with your ex-girlfriend, right? I was like, yeah, I did. It's okay, so when are you going to give her half your shit? What? <laughs> she was just a girlfriend, my dude. Yeah, I know, but you guys lived together in the same house, and you guys had sex, and um, she deserves half your stuff. Why? That's crazy talk. You know, like, because when you, when you frame it like that, it sounds absolutely insane, but somehow it makes sense when it's a wife. I mean, what is a wife compared to a girlfriend? It's, it's pretty much the same thing in a nutshell. But the only difference is the girlfriend, she doesn't have as many luxuries as the wife. She knows that she's only there because the relationship is mutually beneficial. And the moment that changes... You are getting dumped, or she is getting dumped. And that's fair. Right? She's only there because she wants to be, or because you want her to be there. But a wife, she gets to stick around whether you like it or not. She starts letting herself go, and you say, Honey, uh, you're letting yourself go. Could you, you know, lay off on the waffles a little bit? You know, I actually heard... Um, a married guy having this specific conversation with his wife. This is not something I made up. So before you all start screaming misogyny, I didn't say that. 
<laughs> this is actually from one of my listeners saying, you know, he had tried to have this conversation with his wife and she's just pounding waffles, cookies, cakes, and muffins and doing her best impression of the Michelin man. Right. For those of you not in the US, the Michelin man is a tire mascot who looks like, I don't know, Google it, like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's not a good look, long story short. And her response to him was, fuck you. Don't tell me what to eat. Don't tell me what to do. My body, my choice, I'm going to do what I want. And she can do that. Because what is he going to do, realistically? What can he do? Nothing. Because he signed a contract with her saying that if it's really a problem for him, if he really doesn't like the way she looks, and he's no longer physically attracted to her, he has to do the nuclear option and lose half his shit. But with a girlfriend, that shit would never fly. Nope. Because the girlfriend instinctively knows, I better not let myself go. Because he may be able to do better. Maybe that cute girl who just started at work might steal him from me. So I'm going to keep going to the gym. I'm going to keep my hygiene on fleek, right? I'm going to keep everything on point, keep everything firm and tight, right? Because I don't want no Tatiana stealing my man. But a wife doesn't have those kind of pressures. What are you going to do? Nothing. So you just have to deal with it. That's that mindset. And it goes both ways. You know, I'm not just blaming women on this. You know, as a man, when I was married for the past 10 years, I let myself go too. It was bad because I had that mindset as well of like, oh, well, what is she going to do? You know, we're stuck together. I'm just going to balloon and become a disgusting amorphous blob because I'm stuck with her. She's stuck with me. We're both miserable together. Great. Time to shovel more candy and, you know, cookies into my face. It was a miserable experience. But then after I was, after that relationship ended, and I was back into the wild, I knew that that shit wasn't going to fly. And just naturally, I started taking better care of myself. I was highly motivated, highly incentivized to start losing weight and, you know, getting in shape, taking better care of my hygiene and all that other kind of stuff. I, I'm, I wish that it wasn't like that in marriage, right? I wish that people would always have that anxiety to maintain that level of performance. But I totally get that it's really, really easy to slip into that mind state of entitlement of like, you're stuck with me. What are you going to do about it? Kind of mindset. And it's, it's disgusting. It's terrible on both sides. Because the man can let himself go. The woman can let herself go. They can take each other for granted. And what are you going to do about it? Right? And also another thing that you, that you give up when you get married is you can no longer set clear boundaries anymore. You know, for example, I was dating this one girl. We were having a little bit of a disagreement. And, you know, out of frustration, she punched me in the arm. Like, full force. Right? It wasn't a joke. And I didn't raise my voice. I didn't threaten her with violence in return. I was just crystal clear. 
I said in a very stern voice, if you ever put your hands on me like that again, we are done. I have a zero tolerance policy for domestic violence. Just because you are two heads smaller than me and you weigh maybe a third what I weigh does not give you even the slightest right to physically abuse me. Do you understand? And she knew that I meant that shit. And she got the message clear as crystal and never did that again. Right? Because she knew that I was 100% willing to walk away. And, and after that, it was actually really good because I was able to enforce that boundary. And after that, I would say it was a pretty healthy interaction. But if that was my wife, you know, I don't have that kind of leverage. Uh, what can I threaten her with? If you ever touch me like that again, I'm going to divorce you and lose half my shit. You know, that's like, you know, threatening somebody. It's like, hey, if you disrespect me like that again, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it's pretty tough, right? And and for those of you who are doubting what I'm saying, like just just look at the the, the figures, right? So let's let's go into the world of analogies for a little bit. Now you get on an airplane, and the flight attendant says. Thank you for getting on Marriage Airlines. We will be traveling at an altitude of 50,000 feet for this trip. This trip is going to last possibly for the rest of your life. And there's going to be a 40% chance that the plane will crash and you all will die. How many of you would stay on that plane? Hmm? Uh, I, I know... I definitely would be like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> get me the fuck off, right? But imagine you stayed on that plane and you're thinking, oh, no, no, well, 60% chance is pretty good, right? And then the cabin depressurizes. Everybody starts screaming. The lights are flickering. The doors swing open. You see people getting sucked out of the plane. And then the last thought that you have is, oh my God, I should have gotten off this plane. It happens to a lot of us. None of us anticipate the end of our relationship, but it happens more frequently than we want it to. And if that's not graphic enough for you, imagine this, like you go into the, a casino and the guy at the casino table is like, hey, come up and play this game. Bring your girlfriend with you. It's like, okay, cool. So uh, how do we play this game? It's an easy game. It's a really cool game. I want you to bet half of your stuff that you and your girlfriend will stay together. Uh, okay, so what are my odds of winning? 45% mm, chance that you might not lose. But wait, you said not lose. Does that mean um, I'm going to win? No, 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 you can't win. In this game, you can just not lose. Cool game, right? And, um, oh, oh, by the way, there's also going to be a 80% chance that um, you're not going to be the one allowed to make the decision. You're going to have to get 80% chance you're going to give the decision to your girlfriend. So she will decide whether or not you guys uh, succeed or fail. And so, okay, 
But but what happens if if uh you know we split up? Well, actually, she wins because she gets half your shit. So in a small way, she's kind of incentivized to to make you guys lose. But she loves you. Come on. <laughs> she's not going to do that. You guys love each other. You're going to stay together forever. Like, come on. You trust her, right? That's marriage. At least modern marriage. And I know that that might rub y'all the wrong way. I get it. Because marriage is almost a sacred concept in this day and age. But you really need to rethink it and say, no, this is a legal contract. Legal contract. It's an investment you're making. And the return on the investment is potentially zero, right? You have an almost 0% chance of a return on that investment. And you have a 55% chance that you will lose half of your state or more. There's another story from uh, another married guy who's sharing this tragic story with, with me. He came home and his, his wife at the time was in the bed with another man. Of course, he was outraged. The dude was scrambling, trying to get out of the, the house as fast as he could, maybe jumped out the window. I don't know. And, you know, rightfully so, he was done. He wanted a divorce. Now, this guy, he worked really hard and he built his dream home, you know, through his own hard work and you know, after the divorce court was finished, he lost a hundred percent of his house. His dream house went to his ex-wife. And also he lost custody of the children. He can only see his kids on the weekends. Just let that sink in. Does that sound fair to you? You know, like imagine if, if we, if we flip the script and said that happened to a woman, a lot of you ladies would be outraged. How dare that man steal that woman's house that she worked so hard for? She worked that job like her life depended on it. She built her dream home. And then she came home and saw him in bed with another woman. And then he steals her house and her kids. That's fucked up. It's like, yeah, it is. I agree with you. But whether it's a man or a woman doing that should be irrelevant. It's an unfair deal. You see what I mean? So, in closing, my thoughts. Should you or should you not get married? That is a question I cannot answer. And what I was trying to communicate to my female colleague, because she was, you know, resorting to attacking my character, saying that I'm a lonely, sad man with trust issues and all these kind of things. I was like, no, it has nothing to do with trust issues. It has a simple fact to do with, I do not know what the future holds. And I can't imagine a scenario in which somebody who I deeply care about and love would hurt me. But what I do know is it happens quite often. And if I'm in a car and I put on a safety belt, it doesn't mean that I don't trust the driver. It just means that I'm doing my due diligence to keep myself safe, just as a precaution, because you don't plan to have an accident. Likewise, I don't think anybody who gets married intends to get divorced. That's insanity. And then what was the point of getting married if your plan was to get divorced? But because that's a possibility, and the odds are not in your favor, 
As a man, I would highly recommend you considering a prenuptial agreement. Get it clear. Get it on paper. Because just as you never plan to have a car accident, I don't think anybody ever plans to get divorced. And, you know, you might be afraid to have that conversation with your girlfriend. Saying, hey baby, I'm open to the idea of getting married. But let's sign a prenup. Just in case. And if she freaks out and says, how dare you? Why are you wanting us to sign a prenup? You're planning on leaving, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. It's like, no, I'm not planning on leaving you. I'm just trying to make sure that if this fails, I don't have a broken heart and a broken bank, right? Getting over you, the loss of you should be trouble enough for me, should be heartache enough for me. But if I'm also having to overcome the pain of losing half of my life or more, that would be devastating. And if you care about me, do this for me. Because if we're destined to be together, if you believe in this relationship as much as I believe in it, if you really believe we have what it takes to go the distance, that you're not afraid, that we're not going to make it, then why should you be afraid to sign this? Because I'm promising you right now, I'm going to do my best. I will bring my A-game into this marriage. And I want you to bring your A-game as well. That's what I would say. And you know what? She still might tell you to fuck off. But guess what? There are so many. Like the, 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 that, that phrase is so played out, but it's so true. There's so many fish in the sea, gentlemen. And as much as you love this girl, as much as you think she is wonderful, you'll be surprised how easy it is to find another one. And also another reason why a lot of guys want to get married in the first place. You know, that whole reason of wanting comfort and security, that's not a guarantee either. A lot of guys are sexually frustrated in their marriages. Happens a lot. And somehow, before you moved in with your girlfriend... The sex happened spontaneously, and and it was enthusiastic and awesome. And then after you guys started cohabitation, things started to cool off considerably. You know, it's counterintuitive for us men, but it's just the way it is. And I hate that that's the way it is, because I, I personally, I love the, that idea. I love that idea of always having my main squeeze within arm's reach. Always having my main girl by my side. You know, that ride or die girl. But at the same time, I'm open to the possibility that maybe that's a fantasy. And maybe I'm going to have to spend a long time as a modern bachelor exploring the world and having adventures. But like I said, I don't know what the future holds. But what I do know is the future has a funny way of bringing things into my life that I never expected. And I strongly advise you to consider the same. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you are listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. It definitely helps the channel to grow. Leave a comment on what really stood out to you in this podcast. And if you're listening on the podcatchers, give us a follow. I do new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Once again, 
This is Sonny Savage. You've been listening to the Alpha Buddha Podcast, and I'll catch you next time.